0: publishing and board member for the nashville association of independent music publishers thanks for listening to the nashville pubcast this episode of the nashville pubcast we have leslie DePiro, gm of tree vibes music we discuss a delicate relationship between publishers and their writers Well here we are with one of my favorite friends and favorite publishers, one who I look up to the most, Miss Leslie DePiro. Back at you, well, my you brother. Know. I'm so excited to have you come and join me and uh, talk about the role of a publisher with against the role in relationship with their writers, which is such a vital thing, but I don't think people talk about it so much, you know. So I guess my simple way to start it off is as a publisher, what do you think your primary job is?
1: Hmm. I guess to Nurture brilliance.
0: So, how do you find said brilliance?
1: It's um, relative, I guess, isn't it? What I get, your brilliance is different than my brilliance, or
0: True. So, Very guttural, guttural. Yeah. Um.
1: Well, something that you determine is brilliant, you nurture it. I mean, a little a seed can be brilliant.
0: Now I know you, uh, but I'm going to ask the question: Are you a hands-on publisher? Do you really listen to work tapes and critique and develop and grow young writers when you sign them?
1: Well, that's what I. That was you know, the history of um even prior to coming to Tree Vibes. I that's where my passion. My passion is to be with someone who is never no one knows the person's name, they've never had a song recorded, you listen to their songs, you tweak them out. Um, it's having that you know, you build that trust with someone. Um and that was, you know, fifteen years prior to knowing I would marry my iconic husband who we listened to you know songs of his, and just kind of asking like, why did you say it? why did you say that?" And you didn't say this, or why did you pick that word or why did the storyline go that way and just keep trying to punch holes in it to and keep massaging it to make sure that once it's mastered or it's on the radio, then no one can come back to you and say why didn't you why didn't you question that line? I don't really like you know it's like once it's done, it's done right. so it's not to be overcritical, critical, just to make sure.
0: that infamous uh, hit songs aren't written, they're rewritten. You really question and walk through them and develop them. Do you keep Bob up late at night asking him questions about songs?
1: Um, I really don't (laughs) listen to as many of his songs as I should. I don't know his catalog. I'm a terrible wife. But if he has something that he's excited about, we'll definitely listen to it. And... um, yeah but i'm i mean constantly listening to all of our writers songs and i know
0: you listen to uh, uh, like myself you listen to so many writers coming in and out some you sign some you don't some you mentor when do you know it's time to make that commitment when you go oh i need to work with this writer
1: yeah you lose sleep i mean you lost sleep thinking someone else is going to get that person i mean actually two weeks on the job um at tree vibes i heard daniel ross's songs and heard um he was looking around his deal wasn't finalized he had been working with the guys and it appeared we might lose him so instead of losing him we just joined forces with big machine which has been amazing so so hi daniel you don't know me um in 48 hours we're gonna be doing business for the next hopeful 20 years so let's get to know each other talk to each other For 20 minutes, like we know each other for 20 years, because we got to get down to it, because you are amazing, and we want you to be here, and the guys want you to be here. It was during fanfare. I just, yeah, I climbed on board fanfare, heard Daniel's music, heard we might lose him, and, um, Mike Malinard just and I just got that deal done. That was just the first week. I went, okay, here we go. Woo!
0: Brilliant move, by <laughs> the way, because I'd heard that things had not that weren't progressing. And I was I was gonna almost jump in See? on that deal because he was definitely mm-hmm. brilliant. I love that you brought up that fact that you look at a, a relationship with a writer is a really long term deal. I always compare it, and my writers sometimes think I'm weird as a marriage. When we're getting in, when we're doing this, I'm not looking at this short term. I'm looking, we're gonna be together for a long time. That's the goal, right?
1: brutally honest even on another level because we've been doing this for so long you and i that we don't have as much time for the 12-year relationships (laughs) i used to have so now i just say look i don't know what i'm doing i just know what not to do and you're doing that so stop doing that and do it this way and i already know and stop it i'm not gonna buy you lunch
0: (laughs) (laughs) no more no more cocktails for you you're out the door yes Do you have any secrets to how you continue to manage writers' expectations? I know that's a tough question.
1: Um, I don't know if we ever do. Do we?
0: <laughs> I try. We try to
1: keep everyone reasonably happy. Try to keep a, a nice gauge on what that is and not try to create false expectations. Um, but definitely, it's, it's the conversations, it's the really sitting down and, and having strategy conversations with follow-up and executing and when people feel safe that there is they're being heard they see action you share emails you share you share real information and you have the sushi grade honesty needed then I think you're okay
0: absolutely truth telling total which can sometimes be hard I find I, I have a couch in my office for a reason, and a lot of therapy goes on in there.
1: Well, and, uh, we're all unlicensed therapists in this business, for sure. We're
0: all uh, slightly paranoid <laughs> and super insecure.
1: Completely, it's a madhouse.
0: I like to remind my riders: there's days I go home and lay in the fetal position with my thumb in my mouth, crying and wondering, "What am I doing?" <laughs> oh,
1: well, I know. So I've been doing this a
0: while. I've been doing this a while. No. Do you? Uh, we talked about it briefly. Do you? Uh, critique songs on the daily do you go through all the songs your writers turn in and have them rewrite a lot
1: i just call it the feel meter if a song makes me feel something then i'll listen to it again and then would it make me feel and then let's really get down to the bones of it to see if we can turn the feel meter onto 10. Is it really sad? Is it going to give you the lump in your throat because it was amazing? Is it so happy? Just like my gosh, I'm so I am so dancing in my office right now. You know, just the feel meter. I would say
0: in the past, what I recall, like we had to do actual sessions most of the time. So the writers <laughs> all those? had to had to yeah had to come you in and about? play you all those work tapes. and yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and so you would listen to them, and that would be the time you go. That one's good. Tweak that one. Get that one ready for yep. the session. But now, as we uh, uh, with all the track guys and the studios that guys are doing, they're turning in finished songs. And I've actually had pushback more of when I said, why don't you tweak that song or why don't you rewrite that song? And it's, sometimes they're not as open to it. They just keep moving. Have you had that issue? Well,
1: if they don't love the song, they don't want to spend the four hours doing the track. And I'm not going to argue with them unless we get a call from a co-publisher who says, did you hear this? I'm fired up about it. so and so's looking for exactly this type of thing, if they present an argument, if they don't, I'm not going to handcuff someone to, right. <laughs> you know, their room to make and finish a song they're not passionate about. So a lot, of pe- a lot of times songs remain unfinished, and what's really interesting is a lot of the times, the co, now, here you go, I'm sure you've run into this, the co-writers say, well, we don't have anything tangible of the song without the track guy like, wait, wait, you didn't even play guitar or sing a work tape to yourself? Like what? So, trying to get everyone in that space to do that again. Like we've always have always yeah. done on Music Row, but these millennials. You have they brought just up on a pretty
0: amazing point because uh, I've had this issue with uh, at least seven songs recently where I don't have a copy of the song, but I got to turn it in right. to to get it on mm-hmm. their quota and stuff. Yeah, and no, I don't issue. remember
1: it. I don't remember the track guy has it. Now. Well don't leave the room without your song and your phone.
0: Now it's, I tell them to record at least the board tape and I said that'll work, even if I have to turn that in, I have to turn it in. That's an interesting point you bring up. I forget it's really changed the past five years have been dramatic to well, me for I, that.
1: I know. I mean five years ago when we opened the when I worked at AAM no one knew what a track person was or a top liner.
0: Up with a rider
1: oh i think you know immediately and it's as you would in any relationship it's a matter of <laughs> you if you're in denial or not yeah and if you're sushi great, honest immediately you're just hey what happened here this isn't working do you want out early i've never been um one to be nervous or apprehensive about letting someone out of their deal early if they're not happy
0: you know, I don't know if I've had that moment come up. I've had the moments come up where I know that we've probably hit a creative road. That's you, Two mm-hmm. things happen. It's either financial where you just have tried everything and you've got not gotten where you want and you get in a hole.
1: I bet you had someone who says, I'm an artist. You need to pitch me as an artist.
0: Uh, there's, there's I'm an that.
1: artist. Well, if you don't believe me as an artist and I don't want to write here, then you let him go. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. i had one that knew that i wasn't necessarily believe in his artist career but believed in his songwriting and 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 he got himself a record deal and he still writes for me and it's pretty crazy Um, so prove me wrong i'll be wrong all the time i love to be wrong
1: i love being wrong (laughs) but it's right if you're just not seeing things you know there's been other writers that will say you remember you passed on me four years ago you see what you missed well no you should thank me because other people wanted you but i wasn't hearing what they heard and i would have been in the way of your destiny I could have just signed you because I was panicked. Other people wanted you. So, have you ever
0: done one of those deals where you jumped in on the hype and signed somebody, and then went, never? Oh, never. I have. Well, it's I'll okay. Admit it.
1: That's okay. No, never have. Well, that's supposed to take me really, really long to get um, in a really cozy spot. I think because I just would never do that.
0: As a publisher, do you find yourself do you date writers or or mentor them? It might be a better word before you sign them, or do you know immediately? Are you are a really quick to it kind of person?
1: Um, I would say, well, at Tree Vibes now, you know, I feel just with with you as well. We're creating um, just immediate access, so the dating process has to it has to be like you know we need to be participating in some part of this copyright also to protect it if your publishing is open or you're not gonna write with any of our writers. Which I've never done that before, but I'm I do that now because of our, our immediate access, immediate access to the guys, to Ray Lynn, to Kanan, to taking the bus out and having everyone, you know, be exposed to so many artists at one in one bus trip. You can absolutely um, ignite someone's career and a in a Tree Vibes bus trip. I've seen it happen.
0: That's actually a very good point. That's a unique thing of what you guys do in, in, in your company, for sure. I know that there's been another company, indie company, that has tried, but obviously the access with the guys uh, uh, and everything has really been well, beneficial. And
1: the, the one reason I have to say the bus works, and we had another ma- a major publisher ask us, what do you think, why does your bus work? And this particular publishing company's bus didn't work. And we have Adam Romaine, we call him Romy the homie <laughs> and Romy's out there and he is amazing he's like your dream creative director on the bus
0: that's fantastic he is a
1: big reason why that's working
0: so you have somebody on point making sure the rights mm. are happening make sure they aren't slacking off because not that writers or anything no. would slack off or anything but he's he's make sure the rooms are going and people have what they need Kind of tour manager, I guess, for lack of a better word.
1: Yeah, creative director, tour manager. He'll know as soon as someone walks in. That person looks like he like that person. Oh, I heard the way that person spoke to him. Now nah, we're not going to have them, right? All those intuitive things you can't teach someone. He has them.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! Mm-hmm. Secret weapon. What do you think would would you refer to as the hardest part of what you do as a publisher?
1: Um, just I was probably managing people's feelings. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the expectations, the feelings, Feelings. it is is Titchy feely feelings, you know, a lot of that. Have you made a writer cry before?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I've um, cried with them though. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a crier.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm a man. I too have cried with my writer. It's not the easiest thing to do, right? You know, Uh, not even on a breakup. Just we've lost holds that we both were devastated about, and cuts and. We recently had a 100 or that was on a record and not make the record. That's, that's a tough one.
1: Yeah, and there's families and there's dreams. And it's you have to, okay, something bigger is coming and you, and you just dust yourself off. But yeah, it can, it's not easy as we know.
0: Leslie, what do you think makes you do what you do and have this particular role? Because we know it's, a, it's a definitely a special thing we do as
1: publishers. And I would say it's the same, hopefully, same for you, is that you believe it's your calling period. It's just your calling in life. And um, for the 20, this will be my 24th year on Music Row, that even on the years or months, days, moments that nothing was going my way, I've always felt extremely grateful. There hasn't been one day where I've have not been grateful to be on Music Row as a publisher.
0: Same. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, a. you have to be a nurturer. There's a certain genetic makeup you have to be able to do this role and do it right because it is draining but you give yourself your servant to your writers you really are giving to everything the gifts yeah. that,
1: that they were given yeah and you have to love people in spite of themselves because it's the music is so much bigger than the person it's They're bigger than all of us
0: typically beautifully broken is what i say they don't come to this profession usually because uh, of uh, it's usually there's some road they get to get here and it's and i i respect that i've always had such a respect for that mostly because i can't write songs too i really suck so i'm in awe of them when mm. they do it so mm-hmm. be a good cheerleader got to be a good cheerleader Absolutely. in doing what we do Thanks for listening to the Nashville AIMP Pubcast. For more information, check out AIMP.org or follow us at Nashville AIMP on Instagram. The Nashville AIMP would like to give a shout out to our sponsors, Jamber and Sound Exchange. Jamber wants to know if you're looking for an easier way to capture song splits at the point of creation and organizing your catalog. Jamber is our podcast sponsor, and they are offering listeners a first look at their songwriter and publisher apps that allow songwriters to collaborate when inspiration strikes. Go to jamber.com forward slash AIMP to sign up today. SoundExchange develops business solutions for the entire music industry. They collect and distribute royalties on behalf of more than 155,000 recording artists, master write owners, and music publishers. Sound Exchange have paid out more than $5 billion in royalties. SX Works serves the licensing and administration needs of music publishers around the world and operates CMRRA, which represents music publishers and administers mechanical rights for the majority of songs recorded, sold, and broadcast in Canada. We appreciate you listening to the Nashville Pubcast. Stay tuned for an all-new episode for next week.